Hello. Hi, Carolyn. Hi, how's it going? I'm doing awesome. How are you? Good. Good, good. Thank you. Thanks for doing this. I'm Adam. Hi, Adam. Caroline. Nice to, nice to meet you. Thanks for having nice. me on. Of course. Um, yeah, so this is about you and your journey in music, and we can talk about the, the song. you. Re- I think you, re- you just released it, right, today? Yeah, it came out today. Crazy. Yeah, Girl in a China Shop. Awesome. Yeah. Well, I'm Heck excited yeah. to, to, to hear your story. Are you in Nashville? I am. I'm Nashville-based. It's very rainy here right now. Where are you at? Uh, just south of you and Williamson County, Nashville area. Okay, cool. Nice, nice, yeah. nice. It's are very like, in- not seasonal. I'm wanting the cold vibes, and it's not, not happening. I know. Yesterday it was like 75. I know. It's humid. I'm like, what? Like, what's going on? <laughs> I know. It was, and it was freezing at the end of last month, like 37. And then now it's, but I think it's supposed to get really cold um, early okay. next week. So we'll Good. see. Fingers crossed. Um, yeah. Yeah. Last year we only had one snow day. That was such a bummer. I know. I'm, I'm into snow. I want more. <laughs> Where are you orig- uh, originally from? Are you from Nashville? I'm from Mississippi. I'm from Hattiesburg, Mississippi. It's like six hours from here. I started coming up here when I was like 13 and I moved up here when I was 17. Wow. Okay. So what was it like uh, growing up in Mississippi? It was good. I just never found my stride there. Like it's a very cool place and there's a lot of cool history. um, But it's just, I like, it was in a very small town and I was very like, an awkward kid. So I just didn't have a lot of friends, which is my fault. So, I mean, I blame me for that. Not Mississippi. <laughs> okay. Uh, and you started coming up to Nashville at 13. Yeah. Yeah. I wanted, wow. I asked my parents for my 13th birthday to take me to like an open mic night because I saw Taylor Swift's journey to fearless documentary. And I was there like, you easy, go. easy. <laughs> we go to an open mic night. It's done. Um, get signed to a major label. And then I'm yeah. the biggest artist on the planet. Simple thing. But I just <laughs> fell in love with the city and it felt more like home to me than, Mississippi ever did and I told my parents that and so I like started coming back every month after that wow and then eventually moved here when you were 17 years old yeah I graduated high school early and moved up here so it was did you go to college here Belmont or something I went to Belmont I dropped out very shortly afterwards but I did go and I used it basically as a I met a lot of cool people there and I met some of my best friends at Belmont which is sick yeah. Did you go to study songwriting or music? Or I did music press? business production emphasis. Oh, um, smart. Yeah, it was cool. I learned to like, I learned about Pro Tools, which was nice. Yeah, totally. Yeah, yeah. I've talked to a lot of people that start off like in the songwriting major and then they're like, yeah, I don't. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> music business yeah. is where it's at. like, uh, nothing wrong with that if you have the degree in that. But it's one of those things where like when you finish, it's not like you have the playbook to write like a massive hit. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Um, so how did you get into music? Do you come from a creative or like a musical household at all? No, um, not really at all. Um, my mom was like a preschool teacher and my dad is. An that was my mom. That's awesome. Heck yeah. It's a special <laughs> place. I, I loved, did you, did your mom ever let you go to school? Like, and like see the kids and like hang out for a bit? Uh, a little bit. I had to go like, whenever I got like suspended from school, I'd have to go like push sand around with the broom. Uh, and you're like a celebrity there. It was crazy. Uh, yeah. <laughs> That's so sidetracked. Sorry. But um, yeah, I, I just always loved music and I was like a very socially awkward, um, introverted kid. And mm-hmm. when my mom bought me a guitar, um, I started playing for like seriously when I was about 10 or 11, that really wow. like brought me out of my shell. And I started like writing about my day and putting that to music, like a weird little diary thing. Um, and it was just very cathartic for me. And that's kind of how I got into it. 
Wow. And that early on too, 10, 11 years yeah. old. Wow. Yeah. Did you teach yourself guitar? Did you get lessons or? No, I had, uh, this girl was so cool. Her name was Elise and she would drive up and she had, t she was like the first girl I ever saw that had tattoos and she would teach me to play guitar every Wednesday. That's um, rad. Yeah. She was sick. Yeah. Did she, did you learn songs that you wanted to learn or was it, I mean, I would imagine after you learned like some chords and stuff, but, uh, yeah, she taught mostly just like songs. I'd ask her like, how do you play this song? And I learned that way, which was really cool. What was the early one you learned? I think the first song I ever learned to play was Collide by, I don't even remember who sings it. Dude, uh, dude. Uh, you and I collide. So yeah, yeah, yeah. That yeah. one it's like four chords. It's like the basic stuff. Yeah. I remember playing, uh, what song was it? Mine by Taylor Swift and like being like, I think I've got it down. This is sick. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and you, so you watched that uh, documentary on Taylor Swift and then it was like, okay, I need yeah. to get to Nashville, do some, you know, songwriting circles, get into the Bluer Cafe, and then I'll be famous. I thought that was how it was going to go down, kind of. Yeah, like it looked pretty, pretty like straightforward when I saw the documentary. <laughs> um, but I just, I, I was like, oh my gosh, there's a place where you can go and do this kind of thing. And it's not terribly far away. Um, and I did play the Bluebird Cafe the first week I came up here when I was 13. No way. I did. Yeah, I got into the like open call thing they do. Dang. And I was so excited. Um, but yeah, it was, it was a cool experience for sure. It did not go that way for me, but it was like not a straight path to success, but it was super cool. So, But still, I mean, to even get that validation at 13, I mean, to get into the Bluebird Cafe isn't like you just show up and you're like, I'm going to play tonight. Like, oh, It I was like, a. I remember <laughs> it was me, my dad and my mom, and we were all like in the hotel room, like trying to call in because if you got the spot, you could play. They, there was no mm. background check pretty much. Oh, and really? Got, yeah, yeah. We got like the last number um to play so it could have gone really bad but thankfully it didn't so yeah i mean it's, you said you're introverted oh, and yeah. to have the courage to write songs not only do that i mean writing songs you're doing it by yourself and not showing anyone's one thing but to like show people and then go out on a stage or even i mean to play at that room that must have been i mean that takes a lot of courage it was definitely like, I was definitely underprepared. I don't think I realized what I was doing necessarily, like the magnitude of that room specifically, but there's definitely two sides to my personality. I'm, I'm very extreme in both ways. And like Caroline, I am on day to day, especially back then is very shy and introverted and, and likes to keep to myself. But when I, when I am doing music, that's the side of me that I am very open and very charismatic. And I have that desire to like go out there and, and perform and stuff. And that trip did teach me a lot about that part of myself, which was cool. Yeah. I feel uh, I'm very similar to you, whereas I'm yeah. very introverted in any social situation or outside of this. But, you know, I've been doing this for two decades. So, like, I can turn it on and be like, hey, you know what I mean? Yeah, like, exactly. I, it's, it's like a comfort zone, I think, for me in a conversation yeah. like this, because I kind of yeah. know where it's headed in, in some capacity. But it's like, if I just have to go up to some random person and be like, hey, uh, you know, I'm Adam. Like, I that's like terrifying. To it's me. horrible. Yeah. Social <laughs> gatherings, just the worst. Yeah. 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 That's, I wonder if you feel that same sort of maybe confidence or, you, you know, you're kind of in control, right? When you're playing the song. Definitely. And there's like this sense of freedom of like, I feel like that's actually who I really am deep down inside when I'm on mm -hmm. that stage and everything else in, in my life is sort of like, so, something's warped. I don't know. But when I have those like <laughs> three minutes 
up there, I'm like, this is who I am. And it's just like a, it's not a feeling I've ever been able to place for someone who I write words for a living. Like I still can't really place that feeling. Sure. So you started writing song. I mean, early, early to be 13 and then come up to national play at Bluebird Cafe is big. But like when you were in Mississippi and you were starting and, and writing songs like to get your parents to take you there, yeah. uh, they must have had obviously some sort of faith in what you were doing. And not only that, but how supportive is that to be like, yeah, we'll take you up for your birthday and we'll try to get you into yeah. these things. They're um, incredible. Yeah, they're incredible. I think they were really more just like, oh, my God, she's interested in something that's not sad. And she <laughs> like she's doing something finally. So I think it was a little bit of like a, oh, my God, we're, we don't have to be concerned about her as much right now. Oh, yeah, they were so supportive. And my mom like drove me up here for the next like basically five years every every month to come work like in Nashville. So Dang. they're the best. Yeah. Did you make connections on that first trip or like, how did you eventually, you know, uh, you, I'm sure you didn't just drive back and show up in music, no, or yeah. like, you know, music row and like start pounding on doors. Like, how do you kind of make relationships with people? And then are you coming up here to write and, you know, record your own songs? You're like, what was the path for you? Yeah, I literally like did just start even in the Bluebird Cafe line. I met jack avery who was in he was in the band why don't we a while mm. back um okay. but i met like a lot of songwriters who were just like oh here's my info like if you're back let's write or here's advice on how to get started in doing this and i know this manager and this thing and you should come back for this round um so i just kept doing that and then i eventually got connected to some producers who you know how it works it's just kind of like waterfalls like you just get connected to more people and i was coming up here to write i was coming up here to take meetings to do um writers rounds anything i really could at the beginning at least to get my my foot in the door yeah would you we did you always want to do this as like be an, an artist or were you trying to be like oh maybe i could write songs for other people and like pursue like a publishing deal i know a lot of people do that but yeah. uh was it always like i want to just be my own artist it was always like artist is always for like first and foremost for me like art like the artistry and songwriting for myself has always been my number one thing it's mm -hmm. really hasn't been until the past probably like year i'd say that i got really into writing for other people and now that's a big part of my life as well um mm -hmm. but at the time it was it was uh mostly just for the artist thing okay so yeah. you come up and, and and do these things and then you end up going to, to belmont university what apply and try to get like i do you submit like a demo I, I don't know how it goes i don't even remember they were really chill about letting me and they were basically just like write about why you love music and i did and like <laughs> they let me in and i was like sick they did not like, i didn't have to send in anything it was kind of like a normal college application strangely enough except okay. for emphasis on music um and i didn't even live on the dorms like in the dorms when i came i lived in an apartment off campus um because I just only took like a few classes there, but it was ah. really cool to experience. I felt, I felt college there for a minute. So, okay. When you yeah. started writing your own songs and, and gaining that confidence, were you like at school and stuff, would you play out around Mississippi or was this just something that God, you God, no, that was my, like, I tried to keep that a secret so bad and it did oh. get out. And I ended up, I was weird about it, dude. I, I was weird for some reason. I was just like nervous that people were going to be like, make fun of me, I guess. And some well, sure. people, there was like a whole, like people would call me Hannah Montana, like, which is not a bad thing. Like, it's fine. Right. Um, but I was very like shy, but I was like, I don't want people to know I do this. Like, that's lame of me. I don't, I don't want people to know. And so I tried really hard to like, not play at all near my hometown. I'd play in areas around Mississippi 
Mississippi, like at different festivals, but never near my hometown. Interesting. So, yeah. Yeah. I've, I've heard a lot of uh, stories where people like they're, uh, I mean, kids are mean, let's be honest. Yeah. So once they found out like, oh, and they'd throw their music video up like in the middle of class, like make fun of them. But yes, like, that did happen. Now that person's like famous. But yeah. <laughs> oh, really? That happened to you? Yes, it did. And it was like so awkward. I was like, please, I don't want to watch this. Like, I don't do this. That's not me. I tried to like deny it. I was, I made it weird, though. It was my fault. So <laughs> I made but it weird. Still, I mean, that's yeah, you're like sitting amongst everyone you have to see every day and they're just critiquing your song. Yeah. When they have weird. no, <laughs> you know, yeah. no, uh, like credits to be, even be able to do that. But uh, wow. Um, but that didn't stop you. It's it was like, OK, this sucks, but whatever. Yeah, it was motivation to to end to just like be like okay i know this is what i want to do and i don't want to be here much longer kind of thing um mm -hmm. so i ended up uh homeschooling my last two years of high school which allowed me to finish early therefore move up here oh, okay um, so yeah what year did you move to nashville 2019 okay because yeah. you've released, you had some music out before that, like at least on Spotify. You were, I what? did, yeah. Okay. I've been releasing for a minute and that's very, it's very, my music's definitely taken a huge shift because at first I was kind of just releasing, I guess, things that made sense for a 15 year old. Um, and that was great. Sure. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And they, um, but it's definitely just taken some growth there. Yeah. Yeah. You had a song uh, with, with Rehab. Yeah. In 2020, I did. Um, I wrote that song in town with uh my friend sam bergeson and carl olika gelholm and ben williams and we like my manager at the time had a rehab connection and he sent it to him and he was like yeah i'll remix it and i was like cool so he did yeah, <laughs> yeah that's huge it was dope it was a super cool it's always the things like you don't expect and like you don't set out to try to make happen that are like the coolest things that happen i think that's at least what i found in this industry so far yeah so you, you said you didn't attend Belmont very long and it was just what you started making more connections in town. And it was like, well, I want to do this and songwrite. So I'm, I'm going to do this full time. Yeah, I had a management team at the time and I was doing rights every day. And really, I felt like school was kind of just taking away time. I was kind of already doing what I was going to school to do for me right. at that point. And I was learning more about production in actual sessions. Um, and it was great. Like, I'm really grateful and like glad that I went for the time I did. But it got to a point where I was like, I don't know why I'm still going. This episode is brought to you by Dragon Ball Legends, the ultimate Dragon Ball experience on your mobile device. Dragon Ball Legends features action-packed anime action RPG gameplay with Goku, Vegeta, Trunks, and all your favorite Dragon Ball characters. Summon your favorite characters from popular Dragon Ball anime series, such as Dragon Ball Z and Dragon Ball GT to Dragon Ball Super. Fight in real time against friendly or rival Dragon Ball players from across the globe in live PvP battles. Enter ratings matches with your favorite Dragon Ball characters and earn rating points and rewards. Unite with friends to defeat powerful foes in co-op. Dragon Ball Legends features the best anime fighting scenes on your mobile device. And now, Legends Festival is on, so you can get up to 300 free summon tickets. Are you ready? Download Dragon Ball Legends today. Available for free on both iOS and Android devices. Why, hello, friends. It is Adam from Bringing It Backwards. And I am here to talk to you about Factor, which I absolutely love. America's number one ready-to-eat meal delivery service. 
This holiday season, you may be looking for some nutritious, flavorful meals on your jam-packed days. Factor, America's number one ready-to-eat meal delivery service can help you eat well for breakfast, lunch, and dinner with chef-prepared, dietitian approved ready-to-eat meals delivered straight to your door. You'll save time and you'll stay on track with your healthy lifestyle while tackling all of those holiday to-dos. The thing I love about Factor is you skip the meal planning, you skip the grocery store shopping, the chopping, prepping, and cleaning up. You get Factor's fresh, never-frozen meals delivered right to your door. They're ready in just two minutes, so all you have to do is just heat it up and enjoy. Treat yourself to high-quality, delicious meals over the holidays. Choose from over 35 chef-crafted meals every week that support a healthy lifestyle and meet your meal preferences. Whether it's calorie smart or you're vegan or veggie, you want more protein, protein plus, and more wholesome options, Factor has delicious, dietitian approved calorie smart meals with around or less than 550 calories per serving. I recently had the shredded chicken taco bowl, which was absolutely delicious. It had roasted corn salsa, cilantro, lime, sour cream, Delicious, only 540 calories. Or if you need an extra boost to support those wellness goals so you feel your best during the holidays, there are Protein Plus meals with 30 grams of protein or more per serving. And guess what? That shredded chicken taco bowl I had, not only calorie smart, but it was a Protein Plus meal as well. And all I had to do, super easy, pop it in the microwave for two minutes, delicious meal, 540 calories, and over 30 grams of protein. But Factor isn't just for dinner. You can count on extra convenience any time of the day with an assortment of over 55 add-ons to suit various preferences and tastes. Choose from quick breakfast items, lunch to go, grab and go snacks, and ready to drink cold pressed juices, shakes, and smoothies. With Factor, you can rest assured you're making a sustainable choice. Factor offers offset 100% of their delivery emissions and source 100% renewable electricity for their production sites and offices. This December, get Factor and enjoy eating well without the hassle. Simply choose your meals and enjoy fresh, flavor-packed meals delivered right to your doorstep. They're ready in just two minutes. No prep, no mess. And for you Bringing It Backwards listeners, head to factormeals.com slash BIBTV50. That's BIBTV50. Use the code BIBTV50 to get 50% off. Factormeals.com slash BIB50. Use the code BIB50 to get 50% off. That's code BIBTV50 at factormeals.com slash BIB50 to get 50% off. Factor, America's number one ready-to-eat meal delivery service. And you came here, you said in 2019? Mm. Okay, so you you came like right when it got real weird. I mean, like Nashville yeah. had some weird stuff happen, right? You had the oh yeah, like the it was like tornado, and the tornado um, and, um, yeah, and, and then, then COVID. COVID. Yeah. It was like, damn, like Nashville just got slapped in the face. Um, so like COVID happens and how, were you still at school at that time or are you already out? I was still in school. I did the, um, I think I did all of 2020 school. Um, and okay. then the first 
semester of 2021, but it was all like Zoom. And so I would go home to Mississippi a lot during that time because no one was here. And it was mm -hmm. a weird, I know it was a weird time for everybody, but yeah, it was not Did very you, live on campus. Right. Were you spending a lot of time writing during that? I mean, was it like, okay, now I have all this time, I'm just going to write a bunch of songs? Yeah, for sure. I, I wrote a majority of like the songs I wrote by myself that ended up on my first album during that time. Cause I was just like alone with my thoughts. Like I think a lot of people were. And in that sense, it was a very like creatively inspiring time for me. Mm -hmm. And that was on rarities and uh, prodigies. That was the first album. Yeah. Oddities and prodigies came out. In oh, oddities. What did I say? Rarities, oddities and prodigies. Same thing. They're the same thing. <laughs> um, it came out in 2022, uh, February. So yeah, it's been a minute, but that was my first album. Okay. And a lot of those songs you said you wrote over the course of the pandemic by yourself. Yeah, I wrote, there's 16 songs on the album and I wrote mm -hmm. eight by myself and eight with uh, two of my friends, Michael and Chucky Iolo. And the, the eight that I wrote by myself, I started during that pandemic time. Okay. And then what, when you were, when it all kind of opened up, when did you record them? Here yeah, I came back to down? Nashville and okay. recorded them. I was just like, well, I have all these songs now. I guess I should probably use them. So <laughs> I did. Yeah. So you put the album out and then uh, you, what, you, are you touring on it or just trying to get it I out like i mean it came out when i put it out i was like i just have something to say and i want to say it i'm a big project girl and i feel like i've been releasing singles my entire life really and i was like i i don't want to do that anymore i want to kind of start with chapter one and build on that um and it felt like the first like more mature thing i'd done um and so i just put it out like i didn't do anything really surrounding it i just promoted it and it did fine it wasn't like a career changing thing but it was definitely like as an artist, something that was really important to me. Um, but since since then, I put out the EP, an EP mm -hmm. um, this summer, um, which has been really cool, and um, more singles after that. So, gonna try to tour next year, but I've not actually like toured as a musician. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, which is, I mean, nowadays it used to be, you know, when I was a, a younger person, it was like you put something out because there wasn't Spotify or any other thing. Yeah. You put it out and try to just go to every single town and across the country and try to get somebody to you know buy your demo or, or whatever but nowadays you could just put it up and everyone could kind of find you oh yeah without really having to do i mean it helps but i mean it's not the same thing right i mean you could just put it up and people can find you definitely and like touring is so expensive and it, for me it's like it's sad because it is like something i love and i feel like most that's the way i connect most with people i don't my online presence i feel like i don't come across the way I do on stage, of course. Mm -hmm. And, but that is like a great thing about nowadays is like, you can put a video up on TikTok or release it on Spotify and it can like do more than six months of touring would do for you. So, right, right. Yeah. Um, millions upon millions of people like yeah. to see it. Yeah. With um, the, you know, you had the rehab cut, which is huge, or he did the, the, the remix, which was probably a big moment for you. Like, what was, was putting out the album kind of the next like really validating thing or did you have like a big moment that happened like what was the next kind of big score you had i would say gosh i don't know if i've had one since as big as as big as the rehab thing that was definitely like i guess if you're gonna look at it like numbers wise and analytically that was a big thing but as an artist the album was huge for me and i think yeah. the, the ep i put out this summer is what I'm most proud of putting out so far. It's very uh -huh. cohesive and it's very um, telling of where I'm going as an artist. And so it was like a, those were little wins for me. 
those sure. are moments for me. Um, but yeah, I don't think we'll see what the next, I still remember rehab remix thing is. We'll, we'll yeah. Still well, I mean, not, that doesn't necessarily mean yeah. much. I mean, yeah, sure. He, they, they worked on it or whatever, but numbers don't really call everything. Cause I've had people on where they could get a billion streams on something and then that's about it. Right. I mean, yeah, you have one song that does really well, but it's like the consistency. I think is much for sure, for sure. And it looks at you. You have consistency. I mean, your songs have hundreds of thousands of streams, so it's not oh. like it was like negative yeah. one thousand, and then like <laughs> the one song <laughs> or yeah. less than one thousand or whatever it is. For sure. Uh, so putting out the album, and then you put out the EP. Uh, you said that was like a cohesive piece of work. When did you start writing those songs for a brief epic? I started writing the songs for a brief epic. Oh gosh, it's the end of 2023 now. I yeah. think I started writing them last summer. So summer of 2022. Yeah, that makes sense. Um, because I'd just gotten through my first, like first actual relationship heartbreak thing. And mm -hmm. I had something to write about, like for the first time that was real, I guess, in that sense, like when it came to love, I've never really written about that. Like most of my earlier stuff was very um just self-reflective and i guess like youthful but th this was my first like tragedy i i kind of called it as um and i've always had a thing for like greek tragedies I've, i'm a big like i don't know why greek history girl um and so I, yeah i centered that no i'm italian so it doesn't make me <laughs> okay. um, yeah i don't know but i kind of centered it around that whole thing um around a book he gave me called the song of achilles and it's kind of all based around that one thing um yeah i'm really proud of that project and the response that i've gotten from that like even though the numbers have been smaller than other things i've put out i feel like i've gotten more fans from that discovery of this ep than i have from anything else which is really wow cool. yeah. yeah that is really cool um and going into this like writing about that was that difficult was it something you're like i don't know if i really want to go down this path or was it pretty easy and therapeutic it was so easy. Like the, my problem is there are definitely times where I'm like, I shouldn't write about that. Cause they're going to know that it's about them. Cause they're all my, everyone here knows everybody. It's all the same. Like we all <laughs> are connected and I should, there should, I feel like there should be that voice in my head of like, you should keep some things to yourself, Caroline. Like it's okay to not just spill your guts all the time, but no, like writing was very necessary for me during that time. And um, yeah, the songs, it's songs like that and projects like that I love writing because it's like you just have to say it and you have to get it out in a matter of minutes and those tend up being the best songs in my opinion. Yeah, was there a particular song that you're like, uh, I don't really like you're on the fence about putting it out just based off of Saint the, George. the direct yeah. <laughs> directness Saint, of it? Yes, St. George was the first song I wrote for the project and it is basically like so hyper specific to this guy and at the time we were still like following each other on social media and talking and i remember like posting about to like post a teaser thing for it and i was like this is so targeted towards him why would i do this like that's so dumb and then i just posted it so yeah did you get a phone call within minutes like hey no but we don't follow <laughs> each other anymore so <laughs> yeah. damn, yeah. damn. <laughs> Uh, it's got to be awkward to have an EP written about you, though. I, I understand where he's coming from on that. So, one hundred percent. And then you just released a new song, and do you have? Well, let's talk about it. Tell me about this song. It just came out today. Yeah, it's called "Girl in a China Shop," and it's. Uh, I wrote it a few weeks after I turned twenty-two because I turned twenty-two in September of this year, 
Oh, and really? It's September birthday. Mine's September I, birthday. What's your birthday? September 4th. Oh, okay. But I'm 23rd. So what? You're Dang. Okay. Well, we're Virgo. I'm a Virgo still. Yeah. yeah. I don't really know if I am one. I just. Right. Yeah, yeah. I, don't know I think my I'm on the 23rd. Like my day is like the day that it changes. So like some really? calendars. Yeah, it's really weird. Wait, so are you a Virgo? I no, I'm technically I think a Libra, but day one of Libra. Okay, wow. So some, if you look at some calendars, it'll say that I'm a Virgo on the last day. But I don't know. It's really weird. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and that's kind of cool. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I felt like my like the past two years of my life, I've made the worst decisions of my life and that's been a good thing in some ways but i'm not used to that like when i turned 21 and was able to go out and drink and make poor choices for the first time sure i was like oh my god um this is scary and when i turned 22 i was like i'm still doing this and i feel like i can't get a grasp on anything in my life i feel like i i ruin everything whether it's like my own career or like my own emotions or a relationship or anything i just feel very self-destructive at an age where I feel like maybe I shouldn't be. Um, and that's where I got this idea for girl in a China shop and basically just how I feel like just two opposing forces at all times. Okay. I like that. And was this something you wrote recently? You said you wrote it on 22nd. Oh, wow. So you would have wrote it, what, like a month ago, month and a half ago. Yeah. I wrote it, uh, middle of September. Um, yeah. And then I was like, well, we kind of got a rush to put this out if we want to make it happen. So <laughs> did, but yeah, it's finally out. Um, but yeah, it was, That's it was great. It was a good, it was a good time. Are you working towards another project, like EP or an album or something? Definitely. My goal is to put out a project of some sort every single year. Um, mm -hmm. Like, or at least, I don't know, always be working towards that project. I don't know if it next year it's going to be an album or an EP, but I'm already like working on putting together cohesive string of songs that I think fit towards that. It just depends on how many and when, but yeah, I've got another single coming out in December. So we just keep the train rolling. We just, keep Oh, going. wow. What's <laughs> yeah, the next yeah, one? Yeah. It's called tell her I said, hi, it's one I've been teasing for a minute and I've gotten a lot of requests to put it out. And I think I was just like, okay, Merry Christmas. We're putting it out. Here it is. Yeah. Rad. Very, yeah. very cool. Um, and then, uh, you said you're writing for other people. It's like a yeah. new endeavor or how long have you been doing that? I kind of just got into it via pr like producers I would work with calling me and being like, can you write for this guy today? Like we have a session and I really fell in love with it. Like taking, being able to take on another voice is really, really cool. And mm -hmm. now it's basically like my full time everyday gig is like writing for other people. And that's kind of happened a lot over the past year, but I'd say it started over the past like year and a half ago or so. Um, and yeah, I've had, songs come out with some really cool people and i made some really really great friends that way and um it's definitely strengthened my ability as a songwriter too like and not also like you just don't want to think about yourself all the time so it's cool to think about other people too yeah yeah so you're working with just with uh, other artists around nashville yeah or like sometimes like people will come in from i have an artist um alex coles who comes in from canada like every few months and writes with me or um sometimes la artists and sometimes we'll make trips to go out to la for different things so yeah wow that's really exciting it is fun yeah very very cool well thank you uh so much for doing this caroline thanks for having me i appreciate it yeah Sorry, i won't kind of poor it's not as great as yours you're what my lighting Sorry. is not poor no, it looks, great good. looks great don't worry about it yes. um 
Well, I have one more question. I want to know if you have any advice for aspiring artists. My advice for any aspiring artists, it sounds cliche and I almost hate saying it, but it really is like you just have to believe in yourself. You have to be able to sell yourself first because no one's going to buy it if you don't buy it yourself. Um, As someone who like really struggles with self-confidence, like something I had to learn is like I have to believe in what I'm saying. I have to believe in what I'm writing and I have to believe that I can do this because that comes across to people and that will get you in a lot of rooms more than even just numbers or a song like your your belief in yourself and that persona and that attitude will get you in in rooms 